0: Transmitting from the Mojave Wilderness in Joshua Tree, California. Now is the time for Desert Oracle Radio, the voice of the desert. Night has fallen on the desert. The moon has yet to rise, but it's coming up soon. Just another couple of minutes. Waning gibbous, if anyone asks. 86% full tonight, 86.4 to be very specific. its way to becoming the third quarter moon because that means it's three quarters of the way between full moon and new moon. Still enough moonlight to see the mountains around you. The Desert Oracle Radio Studio looks right out at that very mountain, the transmission tower blinking up top. And I do love staring out at the nighttime desert, the shadow figures of Joshua trees and yucca trees, little lights here and there. Sometimes you see a bright light on the horizon for a long time, brighter than Venus, but wrong direction. It takes a while to figure out that every now and then you see the white headlight of a passenger plane for the longest time. And it eventually seems to climb up high, and then it's just the regular Southwest 1150 out of Albuquerque, and the perfect atmospheric conditions, and nautical twilight. So you're watching that plane at 33,000 feet, but it seems like it's just hovering over the dark horizon the light is magnified like a sunset when these plane lights get very bright right before what appears to be a rapid climb, from your point of view Sometimes you get a glint of sunlight, too, the way satellites sometimes catch the sunlight about an hour after dark, almost astronomical dark down here. One time I was walking up that mountain on the dirt service road that goes up to the transmitter tower, and I saw this good-sized rattlesnake spread out on the road. Right there where it gets real narrow. Where it's cut into the steepest part of the mountain. You can't really go around. There's nowhere to go. But I've got my old dog with me, so... I tell the dog to sit. And I walk over to get a better look. And the thing is totally still. And I see that... Fresh tire tracks from the radio engineer's big off road service truck, and I'm thinking, does it look flattened? So I go up and lightly prod the snake with my stick, and of course, it jumps to life, and it's about five feet long and all green and terrible. <laughs> Luckily, it went down the slope and not me. It's easier to go down that slope on your belly. I look back and there's the dog sitting there in the shade of a juniper staring at me. the moon my uncle back in Phoenix how he knew the distances to all the mountains around us. Because you're surrounded by mountains in Phoenix and you learn the names of the distinctive peaks the biggest visible mountains So Everybody knows Camelback Mountain Because from Central Phoenix It looks just like a camel's back My uncle showed me on a pack of cigarettes But there's also a pyramid on that pack of cigarettes So it's not the best visual aid And he says I've lived here since I was five years old If you don't know the mountains you see every day after 50 years of living someplace, the problem is you. It is, I suppose, my professional obligation to have an opinion on the UFO congressional hearings in Washington. But before I do, I suggest you read the newspaper coverage and come to your own conclusions. Pay special attention to how little was said and why it was so deliberately vague and intentionally sinister. mysteries, science, factual knowledge, whatever you call it, none of that changed an iota over the course of that C-SPAN subcommittee session, and the recycled science fiction testimony... Not a single event was illuminated, not a single find, not a single report. Whatever this is about, this is not what it's about. UFOs, flying saucers, unidentified aerial phenomena as are thrown around these days, are experienced around the world by people. The United States military and the U.S. intelligence agencies do not control what happens around the world all the time, although they'd very much like to. Happens around the world. Late at night on lonely back roads. Out in the backwoods over the lonely desert and mountain lakes, floating around the sacred springs and sacred groves and sacred mountains of every culture for as long as human beings have existed are not the business of the Pentagon. Not the weapons part of the Pentagon, anyway. We've talked about this subject Fairly often on Desert Oracle Radio, on the Desert Oracle View of the Flying Saucer Situation. I'll link a couple of those previous episodes on our blog at DesertOracle.com. Better yet, read a book. I'll link a couple of books, too. Operation Trojan Horse, in particular, by the late, great John A. Keel. And don't forget passport to Magonia by Jacques Valli. What sort of response are you hearing to this background noise about congressional subcommittees and wild claims about spaceships? I don't know how much it's resonating in the broader culture. My sample size is sort of corrupted out here. On social media, I've seen a lot of younger people saying correctly that unless the rumored dead space aliens are going to provide student loan relief and universal health care and a much more rapid shift to clean energy and overall a political system that shows the slightest interest in the continued existence of the human population... Not to mention the flora and fauna. Well, then the rumored aliens are going to have to get in line. We got heat waves. We got the rapid increase in carbon fuel burning at the absolute worst time for it. And really a failed system in most nations around the world. Aliens and this economy... So, the news is not exactly a barn burner, which is probably why they tucked it away in what the Central Europeans call cucumber season. Time for the weird news, the crazy stories. Late summer. The people with seniority and power tend to take vacations. And so that's when all the goofy stuff bubbles up. And most younger people have a poor opinion of defense contractors and the Pentagon and cops in general. support for the. US military is at a quarter century low. The last time it was this bad for the Pentagon was just before 911. And everybody has a poor opinion of the U.S. Congress. So you put on this potato head, lifetime military intel agent who also works for a Scientology science fiction company on the side. Didn't mention that in the testimony, but it's on his resume. And you get a couple of waterhead Congress people asking questions that could be answered in ten minutes of reading on the subject. And it's just a lot of wild stories, no evidence, no nothing. So I heard. Nothing but that internet favorite in a time of confusion. Trust me. Trust me, bro. The male population is not doing great in this country, and that makes for big changes in a society. A lot of men in their 20s and 30s pushing forty. They're thinking reasonably, what's the point of all this? Millennial men are the demographic for militias, for torchlit marches, for takeovers of capitals and wildlife refuges. They're avoiding college, they're avoiding marriage, they're avoiding full time work. Well, listen, I've avoided all three, though not always successfully. No judgment. But as a demographic, the nation's law enforcement and intelligence agencies are intensely interested in talking to, covertly. They are especially interested in steering these younger adult men away from violence, away from mobs, away from sociopathic behavior that threatens the already threatened stability of the United States. A couple years back now, this FBI report made the news warning of, quote, a persistent threat of lethal violence, end quote, from unmoored white men. Now, whatever you think of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, keeping tabs on anybody they're worried about, rightly or wrongly, is one of the FBI's infamous specialties. This report summarized a particular concern which caused a brief outrage before being dropped like everything is always dropped by everybody eventually. But by the 2010s, the second decade of this young century, There was an aggressively public form of extremist male political groups that had not been seen in such numbers in a while since the 1980s White-Aryan Resistance War, which was part of my newspaper beat in Fallbrook, California, back in the 1980s. Go talk to Tom Metzger, my editor would tell me, so I'd drive out to Tom's mobile home in Fallbrook and... He proudly showed me all the press coverage he'd collected. Oh, he loved the attention. For a decade or so, after 9 we all pretended that sinister Middle Eastern men were doing all the bad things, but it turned out to be the men who were already here, nominally Christian, who did all the domestic terrorism. the FBI also found quite a few of those men actually did have full-time jobs in police and sheriff's departments. And then the strangest thing happened on the front page of the New York Times, which soon filtered down to every form of social media, and especially the suddenly thriving UFO groups on Reddit and Facebook and other such platforms. In a very vague way that specifically spoke to people who ignored or did not understand the details and all the carefully hedged language, an office at the Pentagon suddenly announced that it was investigating UFOs, and that there were some real UFOs, whatever that means. But only the U.S. military knew anything about it. And within a few weeks, the first of several rounds of military whistleblowers started getting their owned shows on the History Channel, speaking at the UFO conferences, they became celebrities within the suddenly crowded UFO fan clubs. Umberto Echo says you can tell a lunatic, quote, by the fact that sooner or later he brings up the Templars. At first they seem normal, Then all of a sudden, well, the same goes for UFOs, doesn't it? Everything eventually goes back to UFOs, the Knights Templar, the Mob, MKUltra, JFK, Charles Manson. But those last things are real. Real things done by real people. MKUltra was real, although the agency did its best to destroy all the evidence. Luckily for researchers, they missed a remote location where thousands of files had been hidden away. Files that were not purged when Congress came looking for proof after Seymour Hirsch broke the story on the front page of the New York Times. Hirsch had the story to himself. For some mysterious reason, the other newspapers never picked it up. The TV network news never picked it up. And before long, the most outrageous criminal behavior in CIA history done right here on American soil, where it's illegal for them to do anything, was forgotten. Left to the cranks and the weirdos and the Manson family researchers... Welcome to the Ninth Tower. Things did not go as planned for a woman who tried to help what she believed to be an injured lemur in San Antonio. fleeing her vehicle, leaving the angry animal inside, and calling the city for help. San Antonio Animal Care Services announced that the woman, identified only as Miss You, was driving at night when she spotted a small, strange creature on the side of the road, apparently injured. She naturally thought it was a lemur, a rare primate from Madagascar. So she used a towel to pick it up and put it in her car. While her intentions to help the animal were pure, said the social media post from the city of San Antonio, the animal quickly became agitated. And Miss Yu had to exit her vehicle and call three one one for help. A moment of misplaced kindness had turned to panic. Quote: Animal care officer Santano responded to the call regarding a reported lemur wreaking havoc. Miss Yu was driving along in the evening when she spotted an injured animal on the side of the road. Officer Santano arrived shortly later and identified this animal as not a lemur, but a ringtail cat. Ringtails are nocturnal little creatures native to San Antonio. Though they look like a cross between a cat and a fox and a lemur, they are in the same family as raccoons and coatamundis. Their elusive nature makes seeing them in the wild a rare treat. Officer Centeno carefully removed the ringtail from the woman's car and took it to the animal emergency room where it was treated for unspecified injuries and transferred to the care of wildlife rescue and rehabilitation on the following day. City Animal Control Services asked citizens to report injured wildlife to animal control and generally to not pick up wild animals with a towel and... Put them in your car. Gonna hear this kind of story when we go into the ninth tower. Two hundred and fifty miles south of San Antonio, the people of Mission, Texas, were baffled by the creature photographed by a trail camera in Benson Rio Grande Valley State Park they came up with everything from a pregnant dog to a chupacabra there's a CIA report uh, about planning chupacabra stories in Puerto Rico I gotta dig that up. But in Mission, Texas, the consensus from wildlife biologists was that the long, low-to-the-ground creature was a badger. Or, perhaps, a person in a badger suit. The door open. There was a nice breeze from Amboy to Isaac's, and across the great Mojave wilderness. You've been listening to Desert Oracle Radio with musical soundscapes by our own Red, Blue, Black, Silver. I'm your host, Ken Lane. this show is supported by listeners and I want to thank all the patrons of the show for keeping us on the air now in our sixth year no commercials during the show isn't that nice on the air and on your podcast player. it has been a pretty lean summer as it often is once the tourists quit visiting so thanks to our new patrons this month and those who up their pledge always great to see Bruna, Garrett, Nicholas, Johan, Joe, Lisa, Christopher, and Gary, Carrie, Suzanne, Scott, and somebody who goes by the moniker Strange Brother. Thanks to you all and everybody who subscribes to the periodical at desertoracle.com you've probably heard about the big fire in the east mojave a wonderful part of the mojave wilderness mojave national preserve this bad of course and we know there will be more big fires and it gets depressing i know and love that specific place it gets depressing While you can't bring it back exactly like it was, you can sure help the direction that it goes in the years to come, and after that big fire on Sema Dome several years ago, that's exactly what volunteers did. They showed up from Las Vegas and Los Angeles and all the little towns in the Mojave, and they planted thousands of baby Joshua trees, which are coming up. So think about that. Sign up for that, huh? Thanks for listening, and good night from the Voice of the Desert.